Are you a sheep? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon. This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play, girls games. Don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams and voices. Are you ready for this? So before we get into this topic today, I do want to bring it to your attention, listener, that we are going to be delving into some sensitive topics and getting kind of in-depth about the concepts and topics of rape and murder. So if you will find either of these subjects triggering, don't listen to this episode. Welcome to Geek Hearing, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Monica, and with me today again this week is my lovely, hilarious, and amazing co-host, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hey, Monica. I think that that we're getting into a bit of a competition with introducing each other on these shows. (laughs) I don't know why, why, why it started out like this or why this happened, but I still think I didn't top yours from last week. (laughs) Well, that was particularly, uh, awesome. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it was it was how are you doing i'm good how are you all good in the hood what is your geeky obsession at the moment um well we just went to see captain marvel yesterday <gasps> and no spoilers but it was so good really really loved the film and because we went on opening weekend to a specific cinema, we actually got a free poster that I have now framed and I'm waiting to put up on the wall. And it is beautiful. Oh, nice. That's amazing. We're going on Thursday, probably. So I'm excited. Yeah. And, and listeners, this is just your forewarning that the next episode is going to be all about Captain Marvel. All about Captain Marvel. So excited. Super, super excited. What about you? What's your geekiness up to these days? I lost myself in Hyrule, which means I'm playing Zelda right now. (laughs) So Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's a pretty, pretty and pretty huge game where you feel like it's never going to end ever again because it's so huge, which always fascinates me how this can be. Like people have to think of all that stuff. That's crazy, but it's really good. I really enjoy it and I really so pretty and everything. And I particularly like these graphics and I can't even say why. So well done. I like it. I think we've got it upstairs until as of recording tomorrow when Tom's brother comes back because he has kindly lent us his switch while he was away on holiday. You have to sneak into it and check it out real quick and then you have to buy a switch. (laughs) Okay, for everyone who wants to donate to the Amanda and Tom Need a Switch Fund, you can find that at www.com. I'm just joking, but seriously, like that way. <laughs> we should do that like a GoFundMe page to get you this fucking switch. <laughs> We've been talking for a year at least that you need to want the switch. I know. Still hasn't happened. Still hasn't happened. Hashtag priorities. Yeah, I know. All the traveling, everything. 
yeah. life expenses. I know, right? <laughs> Living and being an adult thing is so hard. Yes, I agree. So expensive, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard and expensive. Yeah. But as when it comes to hard, I think adulting can be really hard. That's why we have today's topic. Yeah, today's topic is a particularly uh, heavy one, listeners. Especially when you start to research and then you fall down the black hole of horrible. You all have heard about it very likely or came across it at some point because it's up and down in the news right now. Yeah, even major news sources like the BBC has, has written stories on this. And for them to take up arms against a video game, you know that something's up. Amanda already gave you a small hint when she said video game. You probably came across the fact that there was this game on Steam, the gaming platform, that was called, or is called, Rape Day. You heard that right. Rape Day. And well, to, to be fair to Steam, it was submitted by the creator, but it wasn't accepted. Okay. I do want, there, there's a difference because creators can uh, submit games to Steam, like indie games to Steam, but Steam has to review before they can like let the game go live. So it was submitted and it was available as in you could see that it was coming up. Yes. But you just couldn't buy it. That's correct. Yeah, you couldn't buy it and it was still a pending review by Steam. What the name says, it's a game about rape and it has zombies in it. So that's the entire thing of it all. Yeah, it's a visual novel, I think is its official kind of title, where you control the choices of a psychopath during a zombie apocalypse. So your choices affect how the story progresses. And according to the author, it's a dark comedy with pornographic elements that some may find highly disturbing. And he doesn't mention in that wee section there, but the pornographic elements that he meant or that he refers to is violent rape. And if you see the screenshots, because there were screenshots and elements of the game, in it like you can see the preview of it it's very very upsetting we read it through a lot a lot of articles and besides the fact that it was still pending apparently there was also no age verification necessary to purchase the game although the a game is labeled adult content yeah like there's some games i think even the elder scrolls franchise you have to physically put in your birth date to com confirm that you're of age so the fact that this didn't have age verification, despite its content and it being labeled as adult content is a bit surprising. I don't think surprising is the right word. It's something. So let's take it back to when Rape Day was first announced on mm -hmm. their website. The website, if you've been following along or you can just take our word for it, has gone through several iterations of content and is consistently evolving but thankfully thanks to the magic of the internet we have a copy of the original website with all its delightful words which is well original or at least one of the first drafts i, I guess yeah it's the first draft that was available from the magic of the internet so according to the author content creator mastermind extraordinaire behind this delightful game please put those under the air quotes or something oh, <laughs> Big, huge ass air quotes and the thing that like 
I maybe am maybe the most surprised about is that out of everything that he has written, he says that one of his biggest inspirations for creating this game was reading the Goosebumps books as a child. That's gone from the website now. Yeah, that is gone from the website. And I'm like, what has R.L. Stein? when has he ever written about non-consensual sexual assault? There is nothing. There is nothing about sex in those books for one thing. Like, okay, there's creepy dolls. There's creepy things beneath the sink. There's werewolves and vampires. But there is no rape. There is no sexual assault. There is nothing like that. So, sorry, I, I don't just know. Feel really bad for R.L. Stein. I'm like, you, you, your, your poor creepy books should not be taken like this. I don't even know if it's the answer alone that annoys me about that first draft of of his website. What annoys me is that he, like, he puts like this FAQ section there where he said, where he says, I mean, and I'm saying it's a he because I don't know also probably stigma right there but the person puts their meet the author common questions and he puts one four questions there and answers them with one word basically oh that's the second iteration of the website you're looking at the first one is all the super long answers the first one i saw is the short one that was the second one that was the one that he changed it to after all kind of blew up in his face Yeah, and it all keeps changing. So other than Goosebumps, like the creator of Rape Day, so I really hate saying that, the creator of Rape Day has listed out in his very first iteration of his website reasons, quote unquote, that he has created this game that he spent over two years of his life making. One question that he's put in his FAQs is, but really, what's up with this game? And he says, in some way, every good fantasy is a power fantasy. Even if it's some oddball story about gaining the acceptance of the loss of control, it's still a form of power. Porn is even more so about power. Or maybe it's just me trying to work through my own trauma and PTSD. In the version right now that's online at the point of recording, which apparently can change any second, he is in a question about free speech so what is your opinion on free speech is the question right and then the person goes on a rant as on how he had has been beaten up as a child when he used sexual language just as in when he said stuff like that sucks which was too sexual and that's why he got beaten up by his parents which then led him on a path of not ever going to shut up about things that other people feel uncomfortable with. And he literally says, quote, because I will never cater to those who wish to silence. If you don't like words or pixel combinations of art, then don't look. But I personally think it's way more than that. I don't think that's the reason why he made that game. And if you want to express how you don't want to be silenced and how your opinion matters. Do you know the cycle of anger? It's a never-ending thing because the violence always gets transferred to the next station and they always keep continuing with it, which is basically what he's doing right now. He got hit as a he or she person, got hit by his parents, which is, I'm really sorry for you if that happened and if you're listening to this, 
I'm sorry that this happened to you, but that doesn't mean that you have to carry the violence into something like the video game like this and try to make a stand with it. Because there are other ways that you can make a stand besides creating a game that's all about rape and zombies. Because zombies sell. Zombies zombies sell sex sells and apparently now rape. Well, rape doesn't sell because Steam didn't allow this game to go through. But that doesn't stop people trying to buy it or sell it, apparently. Well, still trying to sell it. (laughs) So according to the author, his inspiration for this game is nihilism which um, if you're not familiar with the term, it's a philosophical uh, school of thought whereby nothing actually matters and there's really no purpose to life. He calls it happy nihilism. Happy nihilism. I'm like, what the fuck is this even? I don't think he means like happy nihilism. I think he means like happy nihilism, like happy happy Easter, (laughs) happy birthday. Happy nihilism. And, you know, Frederick Nietzsche is bound to be turning over in his grave to think that somebody is using his philosophical concept of nihilism to produce a game about rape. Let's walk through the facts again. So the developer invested two years of his life to produce a game that will be 30 to maybe an hour long, where a zombie sociopath can rape women and only women. Because in the question why there are no males in the game, his answer is, because I'm not gay. Which leaves me to believe, when you're all about free speech, and that's all uh, a novel and fantasy and fiction, then does it matter if you're gay or not? It shouldn't. So basically, is it closer to your reality than than you admit when you don't even want like when you don't want men in your game because you're not gay then this he tries to publish it on steam that's when it goes through a review and then shit hits the fan because people start to see it and start to sign petitions for it to not be published but what you can see is like like examples of the game with a lot of nudity obviously a lot of super psycho pics and do you know how long it took, how long the process was when he put it on on Steam until they now denied it or declined it or whatever? It was taken off completely on the 6th of March. And Steam in Steam's statement, they say over the past week. So it okay. could have been up to a week. It could have been up to a week that it was vis- visually available. Yeah, that it was visible. Visible. Because Steam do try to take a hands-off approach when it comes to their indie developers. They try to let games be submitted that are within their terms and conditions. um, And they do try to take a hands-off approach. So basically, they are not prejudging the game and it will be automatically visible. But they're not going to sell it. But how can they know that the game is within their terms when they don't know what the game is about besides what the developer wrote? I think their policy. Because I did read, um, for example, that he, because he apparently had a baby killing scene in the game, right? Um, And since the game is about rape, and apparently you cannot have to be within the rules, you cannot have 
sex when there are kids present in the game. And in a way to get rid of that baby in the game because he couldn't be there when sexual things were happening, he had to get rid of the kid. But how can Steam know that this was even happening? Okay, so Steam posted an article in June 2018 about who gets to be on the Steam store, who and, and basically mm -hmm. what. So they say, as is often the case, the discussion caused us to spend some time examining what we're doing, why we're doing it, and how we could be doing it better. Decision-making in this space is particularly challenging and one that we've really struggled with. Contrary to many assumptions, this isn't a space we've automated. Humans at Valve are very involved with groups of people looking at the contents of every controversial title submitted to us. Similarly, people have falsely assumed these decisions are heavily affected by our payment processors or outside interest groups. Nope, it's just us grappling with a really hard problem. They go on to say, The challenge is that this problem is not simply about whether or not the Steam store should contain games with adult or violent content. Instead, it's about whether the store contains games within an entire range of controversial topics, politics, sexuality, racism, gender, violence, identity, and so on. In addition, there are controversial topics that are particular to games, like what even constitutes a quote-unquote game, or what level of quality is appropriate before something can be released. So you said from June, so they must be referring to that game that has been banned from Steam. They're... This is June 2018, so this is well before Rape Day came onto the scene. This is their statement on who and what games get onto the Steam store and how what their process is for monitoring those games as they're get going in for approval. But was it their reaction after they banned that school shooting game? Already in 2018, one game got unpublished, banned, whatever, because it did contain um, school shooter, or it was about school shootings. In May 2018, it ditched active shooter, which allowed players to be a high school gunman and slaughter as many civilians as possible. Okay. So that was in May, so it's probably a reaction to, yeah, um, I would say. to that shooter game. So Steam continued their statement in June, and I'm just picking and choosing this. We, we, we'll put a link to this in our show notes. But they say, if you're a player, we shouldn't be choosing for you what content you can or can't buy. If you're a developer, we shouldn't be choosing what content you're allowed to create. Those choices should be yours to make. Our role should be to provide systems and tools to support your efforts to make these choices for yourself and to help you do it in a way that makes you feel comfortable. With that principle in mind, we've decided that the right approach is to allow everything onto the Steam store, except for the things that we decide are illegal or straight up trolling. Taking this approach allows us to focus less on trying to police what should be on Steam and more on building those tools to give people control over what kinds of content they want to see. We already have, and that just goes into their tools on how you can like hide, hide things. So basically what they're saying is that unless it's illegal, they're going to let all games onto the Steam store. I'm not sure how I feel about this. So this was their statement back in June 2018. So rape illegal. Like, is rape illegal? Well, yeah. Yeah. Sexual assault is a crime. Yeah. And rape is a crime. So yeah. basically rape is illegal. Rape is illegal. I mean, but then it depends. Is watching rape? Yeah, well, it's obviously watching rape is illegal. Yeah. But then also murder is illegal and people kill people in games all the time. True. Then that question is illegal how? 
Yeah. There are degrees, not not to go too much into the psychology of murder, but there are different degrees of murder and like when murder is okay and like homicide versus manslaughter versus third degree murder versus first degree murder. Like there's so many different concepts over murder. So I think that like shooting in a military style game is technically not classed as illegal because when you it are plays warfare and war is something that happens. War is something that happens. It's state sanctioned murder. So whether it's morally right, if it's, if it's a state sanctioned murder, it's not illegal. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it was a first person game where you're planning and plotting the perfect murder and then carrying out a murder, I feel like something like that is probably not allowed on steam as that is a, an illegal act. So Steam um, have released a statement on the 6th of March and they say much of our policy around what we distribute is and must be reactionary. We simply have to wait and see what comes to us via Steam Direct. We then have to make a judgment call about any risk it puts to Valve, our developer partners or our customers. After significant fact finding and discussion, we think Rape Day poses unknown costs and risks and therefore won't be on Steam. I love that this statement starts with causes unknown co- costs. Stated that first is the cost and then the risk. But they talk. They first talk about the risk that it puts to Valve, their developer partners and their customers. And then we think Rape Day poses unknown costs and risks. And they don't necessarily mean financial costs. I'm not defending Steam. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just... They have they have made the right judgment call, as they say, not to put this game on their platform. But I think we'll get into maybe more discussion over responsibility after we continue tearing this game apart. <laughs> yeah. Let's just ask the question. Why is a game about rape different than a game about murder? Because that's an argument that is often out there, right? So when things like this happen, you have two kinds of arguments. The one is... But you kill people in other games. How is that right? Right? So why is that different? And the second one is, as we already have, and that was already used by this particular developer, but it's free speech. Don't censor me. It's free speech. So yeah, let's start out with why is this different to to murdering people in game? So I think number one, as I said before, there's different aspects, different levels of murder whether in terms of their legality or illegality. And most video games that do focus on murder, focus on the type of murder that comes through state-sanctioned murder, as in modern warfare, warfare, war killings, which Mm -hmm. is, like I say, whether morally right or wrong, is not illegal to kill somebody for war. It's not illegal to kill somebody for war. And the threshold between you as a player actually killing someone and you as a player raping someone, the threshold is not as high. Like, it's a higher threshold for you as a player to actually kill someone, but it's not that high to eventually rape someone. And that sounds horrible. (laughs) But if you look at numbers, you see that the numbers of murder in the US, for example, are way, way lower than the numbers of rape. Because basically what rape is to me, and that's not the scientific definition, but what rape is to me is as soon as you have unconsensual sex with someone, then that's basically rape. 
for me because I didn't say yes to this and you think it was okay to still have sex with me, which is basically something I didn't want to do. And then for me, that's rape. And it doesn't, and also rape has a different kinds of, of course, there are different kinds of, as you said, different sorts of murder. There are also different sorts of rape. There are like the super horrible ones where like it's super violent, like a stranger raping you outside on the street, tearing you in the bushes and doing whatever. But there is also this, various other kinds of rape there are way more subtle but still rape so there i think the threshold is way different and also most of the games that you're mentioning it's not their sole purpose in the story to kill the people i mean yeah sure it's a shooter and you kill the people but there is like a higher story about it why you're killing the people that doesn't mean that murder is right if you have a proper reason Everything isn't about the fact of murder. Right. Like the focal point isn't the murder. Whereas the focal point in Rape Day is rape. Yeah. It's having non-consensual sex with women. In a very horrible way. Quite violent. Which, yay, like, sounds delightful. I don't don't know why anybody would want to play this. (sighs) So I think it comes down to, like, people say... Oh, video games breed violence. Video games, like murder games or games where you kill people, they they make you want to go out and kill people. And then on the flip side, this rape game will make you go out and rape people. And it's like, okay, well, that's not a comparative argument. A video game about murder, like we say, there's not video games specifically like about planning and executing a singular murder or being a, a, a serial killer. It's all conceptualized Mm -hmm. even gta has stories yeah because that's the number one game that people related to because you can sleep with a hooker and beat the hooker up and take the money and leave and everything but still gta has a bigger story um which apparently is really good i haven't played it but apparently it's really good so i think like it comes down to the fact that for an everyday person it's easier to rape someone than it is to kill someone yeah like that's just there's stats to back that up. There's like so many different levels of rape and non-consexual sex that like there it can be rape within a marriage, yeah, within your relationship with strangers, with the girl who has quote unquote put you in the friend zone, with a girl who is wearing a mini and showing too much boobs because with, she asked for it, with the girl who's drunk and falling over because why did she drink so much? It's her own fault that other people took advantage of her. That's all forms of rape. All of it. Unless a girl has said, or a guy, unless the person that you are having sex with has said, yes, I want to have sex with you, you should not have sex with that person. Yeah. And especially with rape, I think it's so difficult because as the Me Too movement showed, and basically everyday life shows, there are so many things still questioned that concerns unconsensual sex with people people do have arguments about this as you as we said a few examples so like women were asking for it because they were wearing the wrong clothes and women were were asking for it because they had too much alcohol and and all the things that people use as an argument why having unconsensual sex with the other person is okay is the reason why rape culture is that big of a problem 
and is the reason why yes it is different to have a game about rape and the game about murder let's have some stats did you know that one in five women are sexually assaulted during their four years at american colleges and mm. they would argue the same rate for high school students and non-students at the same age up to 25% of all women have been raped that's, that's a quarter, quarter. Of all women have been raped. And even perhaps as shocking, more shocking, I'm not sure, 2.2% of women 60 and over are sexually assaulted every year. So it's not just young girls being raped. It's, our, it's older women as well. The thing is when you take all that numbers into account, those are numbers that have probably been reported. So you don't know about all the other women who encountered something like this, who encountered unconsensual sex within their marriage because that's your duty as a wife to sleep with me because I'm your husband. And how many of them have not been reported? So there are probably numbers probably way higher than this. And Monica has found some uh, statistics that show that there are more rape cases in the United States than there are murders. And I want to point out that in the Americas, so this is both North and South America, there are significantly higher murder rates than anywhere else in the entire world. Wow. So Europe and Asia's murder rates are like, oh, I'll actually get these stats out here. So the murder rates in Europe and Asia and Oceania are at their peak, 2% homicide per 100,000 people. Mm -hmm. okay? So that's, you know, 2%, it's quite low. Mm -hmm. Okay. When you get to the Americas, it's at 14%. What? 14% of 100,000 people are murdered in the Americas every year, which has gone down. It peaked in between 91 and 93 at 16%. 91 and 93? Yeah. There was a spike in murders in the Americas. It would be interesting to figure out what happened back then. I'm sure the study says. But. And that wasn't when shooter games were on because they were still 8-bit and nobody cared. Yeah, it's all Mario. They weren't very visual. It was all Mario. I agree with that's what makes you aggressive. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Yeah. I think the problem with rape as well is compared to murder. Like people treat murder as the ultimate crime, right? So you take another person's life and then the other person is gone, and which is horrible, obviously. I mean, I'm not going there and saying it's not as horrible. But the fact that the other person is gone, like the person who killed is gone, she or he can't suffer from it anymore, considering that they're dead already. But with rape, that it's something that you do to a person that basically haunts them their entire life. It dehumanizes them, and it's going to impact the victim for, yeah, their entire life. It could really ruin you, your life, everything, everything about you. It can influence your entire life and make your life miserable and hell. And that's something that they then have to live with. There's also for me an issue why I'm like, the death penalty is not really helping anyone because the person who did their crime to you then is just gone and can't pay for whatever they did to you. It's way longer for the victim when you rape them. 
you're not influencing the one person that you killed and then it's over for the person, but your victim suffers for years, probably for their entire life and their entire life is a living hell now. Statistically speaking, if you murder someone, you're only likely to murder that one person. It's not a repeat crime. It's not something unless you are a serial killer. Most murderers just murder once. Mm-hmm. Whereas rapists tend to rape more than once. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty evil. Like it's just murder is also really evil. But rape is deliberately ruining someone else's life. But then so many people are all about victim shaming. You know, it's nine times out of ten, it's the victim's fault, right? Mm-hmm. And like making statements that somebody has raped you and making accusations, it's like, oh, you're just out to destroy their life. You're like the person, the, the raper, the rapist is all of a sudden the victim. They're like, oh, why would you drag their name through the mud? Why are you doing this to them? It's like, why did you sleep with somebody who didn't want to sleep with you? Not even sleep. Like, that's that's a nice word. Why did you mm. fuck somebody who said no or was unable to say yes or was unconscious behind a garbage can, right? Like, who cares about your pretty boy image? You made a decision. Live with it, just like your victim has to. And basically all that game does is in a very visual way, describing how you can violently rape people. And I still don't say, as you said, that because you watch this or because you play this, that makes you. But I also feel that especially when it comes to things that are already not that clear in general society, you get used to it, that you see it around, then your threshold lowers. And when the threshold is already, when it's already in an area where it's all like undefined a bit and it's like grayed out and blurry, then having a game like this can lower your approach to the topic. Whereas obviously murder is clear, right? So killing someone, it's never a good idea. You shouldn't do that. There is nobody who will tell you otherwise. Let's talk about free speech. Yes. I love it when free speech comes to play, just because that's the number one argument when people don't have arguments anymore. Free speech is obviously part of the American Constitution. Americas love their Constitution. So free speech is the First Amendment, part of the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. And free speech comes up quite often in terms of this game. For example, pornography, freedom of press, a lot of things. <laughs> but is this game Rape Day? Is it really about free speech? I personally don't think that the developer sat in his room two years ago with the thought, I want to question free speech and want to see how far it goes. And that's why I produced this game. Yeah, that's probably not what happened. <laughs> It's more like developers sat in their bedroom and said, you know what? I really want to rape women. So let's make a game about it. <laughs> I'm not even sure if I would go that far, but I do assume that because if you see his arguments about like when I, what I said about the killing the baby thing um, in game, how you can sit at, at home thinking this would be a good idea and not expecting a, 
the reaction that it got, you must be pretty stupid to not see that coming, which is point A. So that leads me to point B, that this was super intentional. Because what it did get now is a lot of press mm-hmm. everywhere. And there will still be enough people to buy that. I think there is a way for him to sell enough of this game to make very good money off of it. Which basically means to me, it's not about trying to take a stance because what stance does it take? It's not, and for me, it's not about free speech because free speech that for me doesn't mean that you can say everything you want to say, no matter the consequences. So if it's something that harms other people, that is harmful to minorities, to genders, to, I don't know, to anyone, and you don't have an actual argument behind your free speech, because up until now, what I've heard is just, I have been beaten, I don't want to shut up, so I'm not shutting up. Um, You have to face what you feel uncomfortable about, which is fair, but I think there there are a lot of different ways that you can definitely try and do this. I will take it back to the first iteration of the Rape Day website because he does have an FAQ section that says, question, your game will get banned. It's Mm -hmm. not quite a question, it's more a statement. But his answer is, I did not set out to upset anyone. I set out to make an entertaining visual novel I would enjoy and some others would enjoy as well. Moral outrage of a vocal minority may be enough to cause Steam to ban my game and or myself. If both my game is banned and I am banned, then I will ensure that a content platform for all kinds of legal quality porn games exists. So he wants to actually build his own platform to put his legal, uh, to put legal poor games. Okay. So there is, but then this begs the difference or the question there's legal porn games and legal porn, but rape is not legal. So how can his, I, I, I fail to see his logic on how his game would be even allowed on his platform for legal quality porn. I feel from what you see on these many, many iterations is that he struggles to argument it himself. <laughs> legal porn. Well, like porn exists and a lot of it is legal. But rape isn't legal. But rape isn't legal. And even if you are more into rough pornography, that's still not rape. No. And the thing as well is people like people are into kinky sex like Mm -hmm. fetishes exist there's a a pretty thriving bdsm community like rough sex kinky sex whips chains handcuffs whatever you're into it exists it's out there and it is one of the safest communities that you can be in yeah like the kinky sex community it's it it is all about consent and if the kinky sex community was didn't even agree with 50 shades of grays that's how consensual they are exactly like if you want to engage in any kind of sex act rough beating you up sadomasochism whatever like whatever kind of sex you want to engage in if the person you are having that sex with says no it doesn't go ahead Mm. like it just doesn't happen so i want to play a game monica okay okay so this is from a book that i'm reading right now um on the concept and the the psychology behind humanity's evil characteristics and behaviors Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't know what's coming now, just as a spoiler alert. I have no <laughs> idea. So isn't, this isn't staged. This is not staged. So the author of this book, Dr. Julia Shaw, 
who I mentioned a few episodes ago, she has a section in here about rape. And she says that printed lads magazines make statements about how to have sex with girls, basically. Mm -hmm. I I couldn't name a title of one because I don't read lads magazines, but I guess they're out there. They exist. I don't know which ones this is referring to, but there was a survey done and participants were given a set of statements and half of them were from lads magazines and the other half were from convicted rapists. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to read you four of them. And I want you to tell me, Monica, whether they're from a rapist or from a lads magazine. Okay. Okay. So the first one, you do not want to be caught red-handed. Go and smash her on a park bench. That used to be my trick. Rapist or magazine? Do I get to listen to all the four first or should I say it now? Do you want to listen to all four first? I don't know. (laughs) I will probably forget the other three. Okay. I would say rapist. You are incorrect. That's from a lads magazine. Yeah. Number two. What burns me up sometimes about girls is dick teasers. They lead a man on and then shut him off right there. That's magazine. Rapist. (laughs) (laughs) Number three. Girls ask for it by wearing these mini skirts and hot pants. They're just displaying their body. Whether they realize it or not, they're saying, hey, I've got a beautiful body and it's yours if you want it. That's too general for it to be from a rapist. I would say that's magazine. Wrong again. That was from a rapist. And last but not least, mascara running down the cheeks means they've just been crying and it was probably your fault. But you can cheer up the miserable beauty with a bit of the old in and out. I can't even. (laughs) So I should, like, when I'm doing the math, it now should be the lads magazine. You are correct. That's from a lads magazine. So listening to those statements, okay, two from convicted rapists, and two from Lads magazines that you can buy at any corner shop. The statements about engaging in sex with women are more horrible than the statements from convicted rapists. And also, so, so, so the third one you read is so general, is such a, sounds like such a general statement like that, that your neighbor would say. Yeah. Which is basically the one from the rapist. Yeah. But that's also general consensus. Mm-hmm. And that was that rapist's reasoning for raping the person that they raped. <sighs> so the framing of this content in these lads' magazines, it's almost normalizing sexual assault for young men. Yeah. It's saying like, you know what? She might be crying. She might be saying no, but just give her a good old fuck and she'll be right as rain. Mm-hmm. Even as a girl, right, you read these girl magazines, at least I did when I was that age. And you do think when you grow up with all that shit, reading all that shit, it takes a while to realize that that's not the case. Mm -hmm. If we don't step up and if we don't change the way we talk about things or it'll change the way we portray things, then it will always, always be general understanding that she was wearing a short skirt, so why? Uh, She was basically asking for it. So I think in light of the fact that most people who sexually assault someone else are mostly normal people in our lives. They're our brothers, our dads, our kids, our friends, our partners, our neighbor up the street. But their actions 
cannot be excused. And a game promoting rape cannot go ahead. We, we can't accept this behavior even from a fictional game, especially from a fictional game. We can't do anything else to normalize it. You can use a game to create awareness about the problem with rape. And that game is definitely not one of them. It's kind of the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not by being out there creating awareness or questioning the topic or adding any value of any sort to the discussion around rape. It's just a game where you can rape women. And that does ha has nothing to do with how comfortable or, uh, or uncomfortable you are to talk about certain sexual aspects in your life. And also not everyone has to be comfortable to talk about sexual things in their life. So it doesn't add any sort of value to anything besides being a game that shows a lot of violent rape and adds more bullshit to the world. Do you think, Monica, that game platforms like Steam and Valve and the new Epic Store and Twitch and GOG and Humble Bundle and, you know, platforms that accept and promote indie games, do you think they need to take more responsibility against these types of games, these... <sighs> the thing is, I don't want to be in their shoes. From what you were reading out to me before, I feel it's a problem to have a game go live, even though you cannot pay it, like you cannot buy it, but you, you're able to see a lot of it without anyone else seeing what it is about. That is something that makes me feel uncomfortable because as we see with that game, but probably with a lot of other things, it's so easy to sneak something in that's horrible that the wrong people see at the wrong time. And I agree that probably not everyone needs to be policed like this. Everyone is an adult and needs to be aware of what they're doing and that you can stumble across the wrong sorts of things at the wrong time. But it makes me feel uncomfortable to know that I could stumble across anything at the wrong place at the wrong time. And I think when you're perusing through games in the, the we'll just use Steam, for example, um, through the Steam store, you're not expecting to come across games about rape and games about singular planning a murder. Mm -hmm. So I do think they have a responsibility to make sure that games like these don't make it onto their platform, especially without an age content warning. Mm -hmm. However, even, even saying that, like it's so easy to lie about an age there and get in anyways. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah, I, th I think that there's definitely responsibility needing even before a game can get to the point where it appears on their platform. Such a difficult decision. As soon as you see it, I feel the reaction cannot be, we have been looking into this forever. And then, then after weeks, we decided that, well, that's not the best idea that we have. Like what Twitch did when they banned someone for having improper content, mm -hmm. as we talked about in a few, a few episodes ago. I think companies also need to take a clear stance on things. It's difficult to say where does censorship start and where does it end, right? So, but I feel that as soon as you come across a topic, it's a, it's a problem that it's visible immediately. 
even though they review it and you're not able to buy it, but people can still see it. So that's where I'm like, there is a lot of harm done in between those times and it get, can get a lot of press as it obviously did now because everybody knows that stupid game, even people who don't game, brings bad light to the entire, entire community because people already think that the people who play shooters are uh, the next serial killers anyway. So that's like causing bad press for basically everyone besides the developer who probably will make a lot of money out of it. I think even if the game were to, or any game were to go up on Steam, like this has gone up on Steam for a week before it was taken down, not for sale. But even if we were to go up in kind of like a pending, preliminary or in review kind of process and it had no images and yeah. just had a game description. Yeah. And then once it was approved, then the images and all could go up. Yeah, I like that idea. I think that would be a fair compromise because they are still accepting, you know, games that are not illegal and maybe address some morally questionable games. But And it might cause the developer to describe the content better mm-hmm. in words. Yeah, I like that approach. I think given the projected slew of obscene games that are going to be <laughs> created on the back of this, mm-hmm. I think it's uh, I think it's fair. Mm-hmm. I think it's a more than fair compromise. I agree. So what do you think, listeners, about that sort of game? Is it no problem at all? Is it censorship that it's banned? Or are you glad that it's over? And do you think that the gaming platforms need to take a a better stance on stuff like this. We'd love if you would let us know. You can hit us up on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Caring. But you can also join the discussion over on our Discord, which is you can find at geekcaring.com forward slash Discord, which is actually where a number of people brought this topic up to us. Um, and there has been a bit of a conversation growing in Discord, not just about this rape game, but on feminist geek discourse in general. Definitely, um, if you have Discord, join us over there. We will be happy to have you. So thank you so much for joining us on this super heavy episode of Geek Herring. We appreciate you and we love you. Thanks so much. I'm glad you made it through. I think we're glad we made it through as well. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm going to have a glass of wine tonight. (laughs) I might go for schnapps. (laughs) okay and we will see you next week which with a much much lighter and happier topic of captain Marvel. thanks for tuning in and see you again next week bye bye if you like this episode of geek caring why not leave us an itunes review you can also find us on social at geek caring and over on geekcaring.com This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.